1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com Wondery. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4
2: Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, Tonight, we have a number of big news stories to cover, including that dangerous winter storm that could make President's Day weekend travel a nightmare, plus our new reporting about what's happening in Ukraine as the U.S. warns of an imminent invasion. As American forces arrive in Eastern Europe, Russian-backed forces bomb a kindergarten in what Western leaders fear may be a pretext for war. Our CBS's Holly Williams is there in a broadcast exclusive. And this is where children would normally have been played, But the Biden administration continues its quest for diplomacy at the United Nations. Massive winter storm. Hundreds of flights canceled as 100 million Americans face heavy snow, ice, rain and flooding, plus strong winds from Oklahoma to Maine. And Trump must testify. The judge's stunning ruling tonight that means the former president and his children must be interviewed under oath. Teen mall fight, the outrage tonight as an officer tackles a black eighth grader. Sexual assaults at military academies, nearly five years after our investigation, the news that the problem has gotten worse. Olympic doping scandal, the surprising ending. Russian teen skating star falls to fourth place after a dismal performance. An 11-year-old boy's mullet won a national contest, but his story will win your heart.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. The eyes of the world are on Ukraine tonight. And with close to 160,000 Russian troops still in attack positions, President Biden believes the threat of an invasion remains very high. The defense secretary today said Russia appears to be setting the stage for war adding combat aircraft and stocking up on blood supply in case of battlefield casualties. Tonight, officials are accusing Russian-backed forces of firing shells at a school in eastern Ukraine. And in a broadcast exclusive, we are inside that kindergarten. But in the hopes of settling the crisis through diplomacy, Secretary of State, the Secretary of State made an unscheduled stop at the United Nations today, delivering an impassioned speech and outlining new, quote, theatrical steps the U.S. thinks the Kremlin may take. We have the story covered from every angle, from the front lines in Ukraine to here in Washington. And CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to start us off from the White House. Good evening, Ed.
3: Good evening, Nora. Those developments you mentioned have President Biden and top officials deeply concerned that Vladimir Putin's on the verge of launching a full-scale invasion. But even as Russian troops inch closer to Ukraine, the Biden administration's pushing for a diplomatic solution. Tonight, over 6,000 American troops are in position in Eastern Europe, while the Russian military continues to show off its firepower. The number of soldiers President Putin has assembled growing, close to 160,000 almost half within 30 miles of the Ukrainian border. And despite Russian state media showing video of Russian troops withdrawing, as Putin has claimed, President Biden today says he's convinced an invasion is imminent.
0: They have not moved any of their troops out. They've moved more troops in. my sense, this will happen within the next several days.
3: president also accused Russia of sparking a so-called false flag operation today in eastern Ukraine, where a school was bombed. Both the Ukrainian military and Russian-backed separatists traded blame. Addressing the United Nations Security Council, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the incident is exactly what the U.S. has been warning could happen. Russia plans to manufacture a pretext for its attack. We don't know exactly the form it will take. It could be a fabricated so-called terrorist bombing inside Russia. The invented discovery of a mass grave. A staged drone strike against civilians. Or a fake even a real attack using chemical weapons. Despite the dire warnings, Blinken you know, urged Russia and to engage in dialogue and in diplomacy. Industry, yeah. Let me be clear. I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. But the Russians took a different diplomatic approach, expelling the second-ranking American official from the U.S. Embassy in Moscow, something U.S. officials called baseless. And in a written response to U.S. security proposals made last month... Russia warned that if the U.S. and NATO don't agree to keep Ukraine out of the military alliance, Russia will be forced to respond with measures of a military technical nature. Also tonight, Vice President Harris is in Germany for a major global security conference, her biggest moment yet on the world stage. A say she's set to focus on rallying European allies against Russian aggression and plans to meet Saturday with Ukraine's president. Nora?
2: Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Now to the front lines in Ukraine and the village that was allegedly shelled by those Russian-backed forces in a possible false flag operation. Children were forced to take shelter in the basement during the attack. CBS's Holly Williams was the only broadcast network correspondent who visited the school.
4: Ukraine says that Russian-backed separatists fired heavy artillery into this village, Stanitska Luhanska, uh, reportedly injuring three people and hitting this kindergarten. You can see some of the damage. And this is where children would normally have been playing. Reportedly, some of the children took shelter in the basement here. Others were evacuated by their parents. It must have been terrifying for the children involved. We understand that none of them were injured. We were transported out here by Ukraine's military this afternoon. Ukraine very obviously wants the world's media to see this. There is clearly a sense of outrage. Now, Ukraine has been fighting a war against Russian-backed separatists here in the far east of Ukraine since 2014. It is a bloody conflict. Ukraine says that more than 14,000 people have lost their lives. But now with more than 150,000 Russian troops reported to be massed along Ukraine's borders, there are fears repeatedly expressed by the US and its allies that Russia could stage or provoke a violent incident as a pretext as a justification for moving in. In fact, the US says it now has reason to believe that just such an operation, a so-called false flag operation is underway. If that's true, in this part of the world that's already on edge, it's a very dangerous game.
2: Holly Williams in Ukraine for us. Thank you. Well, tonight, more than 100 million Americans are on the path of a massive winter storm system from Oklahoma to Maine. Kansas City broke their single day record with more than a half a foot of snow. Meteorologist Mike Bettis joins us now from the Weather Channel's global headquarters. And Mike, this system looks like it's going to make President's Day weekend travel quite dangerous, right?
0: That's right, Nora. Very dangerous indeed from south to north with numerous areas picking up different varieties of weather. Let's start in the south and show you a virtual view of Birmingham and notice that severe storms are very prevalent across the south for the remainder of the evening and overnight. Tornadoes possible in many locations, including the Tennessee Valley through the southeast. That's a look at what the storms will do as they go through the evening, racing through Alabama, Georgia, and then the Carolinas, cities like Birmingham, Atlanta, Nashville, and beyond at risk. Farther north, heavy rain through the Ohio Valley into the northeast with the snow and the high winds on the backside of that. We're going to see some flooding in this area. We're also going to see some very significant travel conditions that are going to deteriorate. Some areas getting ice, some areas getting up to six inches or more of snow. As far as the rainfall forecast goes, just wet along the I-95 corridor in the morning. Some areas picking up two to three inches of rain. That will lead to some flooding, not to mention the snow on the backside of the entire system. us in places like Buffalo, Cleveland, and Detroit. Nor in places like the Motor City, looking for five to eight inches by the time the sun comes up tomorrow.
2: Mike Bettis, thanks. In a major defeat for Donald Trump, a New York judge today ruled that the former president and his two eldest children, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr., must testify under oath in New York State's civil investigation into his business practices. CBS's Katherine Harridge has more.
5: The eight-page ruling from the New York judge means State Attorney General Letitia James can question former President Trump Don Jr. and Ivanka about their business practices as part of a civil inquiry. And the court order sets a short timeline, ruling the Trumps must comply in full with existing subpoenas to provide records and sit for depositions within 21 days.
3: I love loans. (laughs) I love other people's money.
5: Last month, James alleged the Trump organization repeatedly engaged in fraudulent and misleading practices to secure loans, tax benefits and insurance coverage. The Trump Organization is accused of inflating prices, including tripling the actual size of Mr. Trump's penthouse, which added about $200 million to the valuation. James also alleged the valuations of Trump golf courses in New York and Scotland were exaggerated. At today's contentious hearing, the Trump lawyers attacked James and her probe as tainted by political bias and an effort to pave the way for criminal charges in a separate case. The judge said their arguments missed the mark. Even if James dislikes Mr. Trump, it does not cross the line to
2: unlawful discrimination. And Mr. Trump has the right to plead the fifth. And Catherine joined us. So how did Trump's lawyers respond?
5: Well, Nora, even before the ruling, his lawyers indicated that they would appeal and that could delay or even desync the
2: depositions altogether. Catherine Herridge, thank you. You're welcome. Well, tonight, the police response to a fight at a New Jersey mall has prompted an internal investigation after two officers handcuffed and pinned a black teen to the floor while allowing another teen involved to sit on a couch. The black teen's family is now demanding the officers be fired. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan.
6: This video of two teens fighting inside a New Jersey mall has sparked outrage. Two officers intervened. One teen was allowed to sit on the sofa. The black teen was placed in handcuffs with both officers kneeling on his back.
1: It's because he's black.
6: What was your initial reaction to that video? Anger, hurt, disgust, disappointment. Ebene, who does not want to use her last name, says her eighth grade son, Zakai, did not resist as officers handcuffed him.
1: It made me feel like he would, they were agreeing, and they were agreeing to him to me being inferior to him.
6: Zakai, who was fourteen, says he was trying to stop his seventh grade friend from being bullied by a fifteen year old named Joseph.
0: I did not bully tease them.
6: We spoke uh, to Joseph, who says he's Hispanic.
0: I was confused why they uh, were obtaining him and not me. I even offered to get detained when I was on the couch. I, I put my hands up like this and I said, you guys could detain me. But she, um, she said no, because you were calm.
6: Both officers are under investigation. Police did not charge the teens. Still, Ebene wants the officers to be held accountable and worries about her son. Have you ever had the conversation with your son about being a young man and, and being seen by some potentially as a threat? Absolutely. You have to have the you're a black man, America talk to every boy. Jerika Duncan, CBS News, New York.
2: Well, now the Olympics were the latest in the Russian doping scandal and the figure skating competition came to a surprising end. CBS's Jamie Yukis has the latest from Beijing.
7: It was a remarkable finale to the marquee event of the Winter Games. Kamila Valieva, who was the gold medal favorite, slipped and stumbled her way through her free skate, then crumbled into tears. Emotion swept up many of her fellow skaters, too. As the results sank in, her two Russian teammates earned gold and silver. The bronze went to Japan. Valieva finished fourth. It was very
1: heartbreaking to watch this unfold the way that it did you couldn't help but feel empathy for her and for the situation that she's been put in as a 15 year old as a child
7: Valieva tested positive for a banned substance last december but was cleared to compete while her case is reviewed unfortunately the longevity of figure skaters and particularly russian figure skaters is two to three years i don't think she's back for the next olympics Women's hockey. As for Team USA, the women's hockey team was denied back-to-back gold medals, losing in the finals to their rival Canada for the fourth time in Olympic history. But star forward Hillary Knight vowed we'll be back. Michaela Schifrin will also be back. She decided to race one more time in a record-tying sixth event today in hopes of meddling at these games. Well, the quirky group of U.S. men's curlers who won gold in 2018 Will now play for bronze against Canada later today.
2: Nora, Corky is good, and it looks really cold there in Beijing. Jamie Yukis. thanks. It is. Well, now to the Mississippi Delta, one of the poorest regions in the poorest state in the nation. CBS's Janet Chamlin traveled there for tonight's Eye on America to spotlight a program that's trying to bring change one storefront at a time.
8: Hi, Ms. Maggie. It's a dream come true for Kanisha Lewis. Her own smoothie shop, Kay's Cute Fruit, in Greenville, Mississippi. She used to sell them from her apartment. Oh, we bought this place. (laughs) How does that feel?
1: It's awesome. Like, what? Me? Us? We really bought it? Yeah, we bought it.
8: Black-owned businesses are a minority in the Mississippi Delta, even with a population in some places more than 70% African American. In a state with the nation's highest poverty rate, almost 20%, in parts of the Delta, It's more than double that.
6: Majority of the businesses I was seeing sustaining were white owned and the math just didn't add up to me. So I, I figured that there was a resource gap.
8: Tim Lampkin wanted to close that gap and help business owners like Lewis, who had trouble getting a loan. He saw the region increasingly distressed and the wealth gap growing when he quit a big city job to return to his Delta home. When you came back here and you realized what was happening, what did you think?
6: Well The first thing I thought was, how am I going to be a part of the solution? I never think about things from a deficit mindset. It's always optimistic.
8: Tim started Higher Purpose, to provide mentors and connect lenders to people like nurse practitioner Mary Williams. It's only half the dose of your first shot okay she saw the need for an emergency care center in clarksdale the closest was 45 minutes away but says even with seed money banks turned her down my proposal may be the exact same as my white counterparts proposal but yet it doesn't carry the same weight to the lender okay come on higher purpose introduced her to a lender who made the loan the clinic has become a lifeline beyond health care When you help someone like Dr. Williams, what's the impact on the community?
6: It's really important that people see themselves in their community and so this is much bigger than myself or Dr. Williams. It's more about creating a new legacy and generation.
8: A A generation of business owners reflective of the community they serve.
1: I mentor young ladies and to know that they watch me, they're understanding things, they're coming out of their shells with things That makes my heart healthy because I'm walking in my purpose. Leveling the playing field after decades of disparity. See you later. Have a good one. For Ion America, Janet Shamlian in the Mississippi Delta. Such a great program. Okay, it's time to commit. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: Tonight, the Pentagon is reporting a record number of sexual assaults at U.S. military service academies. 131 assaults were reported during the 2020-21 school year. That's up 7% from 2019 when students were on campus all year. Officials say part of the reason may be that victims are more comfortable coming forward and reporting these incidents. All right. A safety warning tonight from the FDA for some powdered infant formulas. The agency is investigating complaints of at least four illnesses, including possibly one death linked to formulas made at Abbott Nutrition at its plant in Sturgis, Michigan. The FDA is advising parents not to use certain batches of Similac, Alimentum, or EliCare powdered infant formulas with an expiration date of April 1st or later. The company says it will do whatever it takes to resolve the situation. Remote learning has resulted in some interesting fashion trends during the pandemic. Meet an Arkansas boy whose pandemic look is a cut above the rest, and it's all for a good cause. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver.
9: During the pandemic, 12-year-old Alan Boltz found a new hairdo. Why did you choose a mullet?
7: I'm like, hmm, what would really embarrass my sister the most? <laughs>
9: <laughs> Leslie and Derek Boltz live in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Like parents across the country, they were desperate for creative ideas during 2020. Alice did her hair teal. I went red. Alan did a mullet. How did you feel about the mullet? At first, I was really um, questioning my parenting skills. <laughs> but when a friend told them about the USA Mullet Championship, everything changed. I thought, I cannot believe this is a real thing. (laughs) The Baltzes adopted Alan and Alice when they were five. Alan would only enter the contest if he could donate the $2,500 prize money to foster care.
7: I was in foster care, and I know completely how it feels, and who will waste $2,500 on something
9: not so important. The community rallied around him, adding thousands more. I thought we had a (laughs) chance to be near the top. But the kids sporting the cool shades and fresh suit won the illustrious title, USA Mullet Champion. If you had one wish out of all of this, what would it be? No more kids being foster care. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Jonesboro, Arkansas.
2: I told you he'd steal your heart. Tomorrow's Friday, so CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road and visits a Florida school with an unlikely mascot. And a reminder if you can't watch us live, you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music.